Welcome to the second episode of the City Speaks Taboo Topics podcast produced by the students of City Times Media. I'm your host, Marlena Harvey, the current editor of the San Diego City Times, and we have Tristan Hartley and Laurel Marks with us today. Hello, everybody. My name is uh, Tristan, and I am one of your local clinicians here at San Diego City College. Great to meet you all. My name is Laurel Marks, and I'm also an intern here at City College Mental Health. I'm studying to be get a master's in social work, and um, really happy to be working here at City College. We have such a vibrant mental health um, department. So your last meeting was right before spring break, I know, so it's been two weeks, but if you could tell us a little bit about how that meeting went and what that topic was all about, that'd be great. Yeah, I think that myself and Laurel were, were really excited to kind of have this conversation, and uh, the, the title of it was Power, Play, and Kink, and you know, uh, as we're talking about taboo topics, it was something that me and Laurel were like, we want to know more, and and you know, how can we bring this into our own lives personally and, and kind of bring recognition to this? And so we talked a lot about consent. I think the speaker was really heavy on like how to um, like communicate with your partner, what, what this looks like, how to engage in power play in a safe manner. And I think, you know, it was really important and what I took away from it, if I could like tell you all kind of like one of the things that I took away was really just how much communication has to be involved when you are, um, you know, engaging with a sexual partner through BDSM, power play and kink, and also how it should be celebrated. And I think the speaker just did a really wonderful job of like, like uplifting power play and like really normalizing it and making sure that like, we can, uh, you can engage in sex and kind of explore yourselves in these fun ways. And um, that was a little bit about what we talked about. I think it was just a wonderful presentation about, like I said, just celebrating your your body and your identity and how to engage and like, like, you know, we have these worlds that we live in right outside of like ourselves. And so sometimes we don't get to express ourselves naturally. And so BDSM and kind of kink and power play from what the speaker said is a wonderful way of kind of like using that like creative time to enjoy yourselves. And I I thought that was a really cool way. Think of it like, you know, Arlena, Laurel, like when you were little and you wanted to play with kids and, you know, you would go on the playground and maybe pretend to be like a farmer and this person was this and like, but this is adult and you actually get to like, you get to play, but you get to like have sex and it's like the best of it. Do you know what I mean? So totally, I think totally. that's a little snapshot of kind of what we talked about. Oh yeah. I just really appreciated the intentionality, like Tristan was saying and the, and the communication needed for it because a big part of the like kink world is creating the scene and so you're creating it together and it really reminded me of how I'll often um, you know talk to my clients that are so busy in their lives about scheduling sex and it's kind of one of those things that we think of as very counterintuitive like oh no sex is supposed to be so fun and spontaneous you never know when it's going to happen but part of kink is bringing consciousness and collaboration and kind of preparation into it so that you are scheduling it and with intentionality and making sure that it happens and it doesn't decrease the spontaneous feeling and the joy it just 
makes it so that you're actually both going to be able to show up fully for that situation that you're creating together. And being able to communicate your needs to your partner in any relationship is just vital for healthy relationships because, you know, if one person's needs aren't being met, how's the other person supposed to know if an open line of communication isn't established, you know? Um, so actually that leads me into kind of the next topic that I know we touched upon the first time we all chatted, but is that topic of shame and why shame is so, or why so many topics about sex are considered shameful. And, um, actually a question that I had for you guys is, do you think it's purely because some people just don't know enough about these topics? Definitely would say, uh, a lot of it stems from uncomfortability, right? And if I, if I've learned anything about the human experience, it's, anything that makes us uncomfortable, we seem to oppress or demonize or really push away as being weird. Um, what's the fun part is that we all have those desires, right? Yeah. And so the communication part, I think, is where that comes in. But I, I definitely think that, yeah, it has totally has a lot to do with the uncomfortability. And, and you know, I think me and Laura were just talking about a concept of this around shame and uh, leaning into vulnerability. And that is a really scary thing, you know, and uh, trust and, and having to trust somebody with a fetish or an eroticism is, a, is an extremely intimate thing. And so, so often we view that with shame, you know, because we don't have the safety. So all it takes is a conversation with your partner of saying like, hey, I have desires, you have desires, these are normal and fun. Let's talk about a few. It might start by like just breaking that little bit of uncomfortability, right? And, and leaning into that vulnerableness. And you could probably all identify a time in your life where you were uncomfortable and maybe you just tried it anyways and it probably turned into magic. And we, we can replicate that process in our sex lives too. I just think you're right, Marlena, the, the shame around it is something that is just oppressive. It is, and, it really is. Mm-hmm. Well, and it, it, the shame thing also prevents people from, you know, unlocking knowledge that might help them in a health wise way in the future, you know, like it, talking about it and getting it out on the table just provides so much more support to students and not only the relationships, but then their own like physical and mental health. So I totally agree with yeah. Every, yeah. I think there, we talked about it too, the connection between mental health and the role of like kink, it can be used as something to combat or kind of meet having had past trauma or maybe bad experiences in partnerships or even in childhood and using this role play as a part of the healing process um, and having it really play into mental health and mental health care along, you know, as we said from the beginning with communication, 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 how important that is. But there is there is no space in between mental health and healthy sex. And, you know, it's, it's very much the same side of the coin. Yep. Is one takeaway I had, yeah. Totally. And so I was going to inquire, did um, any students ask any questions that stood out to you guys that um, seemed like something that would be good information for other people to have? Yeah, so, you know, I was thinking recently about some of the questions we got. Actually, the ones I sent you were from our previous session, the nurse practitioner, I realized, not this one. Um, but I do remember one thing that was really a takeaway from this 
was um, talking, one thing that really stuck in my mind was the, the presenter talked about the come down after an orgasm that those that have um, like female anatomy often will feel, although I, I don't know, maybe also um, people identify as male also feel that, but um, we just talked about this like hormonal response and the adrenaline and then you can actually have like a come down and you can feel like sadness. And I've actually experienced that personally. And I never had like a word to kind of put to it or like the physiological neural like pathways that are contributing to that. And that was very interesting to hear that and to talk, you know, I think that the, the guests, um, the participants were really interested in that just, you know, kind of tangible thing that we might've experienced and part of the, you know, creating the scene and the communication is talking about that with a partner saying, Hey, sometimes after sex, I might feel sad. And that's not about you. That's not about what we just did. It's not a reflection of a relationship. It's part of my hormones and my body. And how can you support me? Like if, if, you know, when I'm feeling that way and how could I feel safe to tell you that? And then what can we do to, to let you feel that and also, you know, feel joy too. Thank you so much for being here, you guys. And I look forward to talking to you next week. Yeah, we're excited. And, you know, we're, we'll be meeting two, a few more times this semester. And we have a really, a few really exciting guest speakers coming as well. So you can check out our, our schedule online. Yes. And take care, everybody. And happy exploring. Happy exploring. Thanks, guys. <laughs>